Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and boy, am I excited for our next guest. It is the final author interview, and it is with a longtime friendo, Isaac Thorne. I, I claim discovering him, even though he was discovered like years before I met him, but sure, Shh, our secret. He talks about Hellspring, the novel that we are giving away, by the way, and talks about writing processes and weird things and cool weird things. And, of course, all this and more on IsaacThorne.com, I-S-A-A-C-T-H-O-R-N-E.com. Spelling exam done. What's cracking? Up next. Hit it. Hey, everyone. Jim Phoenix here. And, boy, am I excited for this new What's Cracking. This one I've been waiting for for an author series for a while it is probably the person I thought of first when I said we're going to do an author series. It's none other than Isaac Thorne. If you've done anything at all in horror, you should know his name. He's got Hellspring already out. It's almost legal to drink in some areas or legal to date. I forgot. You're old. I don't know. One of the two. But Isaac, thank you so much for coming over. I bet you're regretting it already. It's like, it's legal to drink now. What? No. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, for having me here. It's uh, it was uh, uh, quite a job to get us on the uh, the same schedule, but we did it, and uh, <laughs> yes, and we're here now. Yes, it was. It was <laughs> for for those that don't follow social media that much. We we, we kind of tag team COVID, and not in the cool way, in a very <laughs> weird, awkward way. Like I got, I can't do it. Like oh, that's fine. We'll, we'll schedule. And then the day that day, the day of same thing like oh man i just came down with it how how <laughs> it's like a little virus i guess that goes around through the computer waves now but i'm so glad it worked out both of our voices willing will, will kind of hold up now i have to admit i do remember i do remember you uh, a a young strapping author who was already well established by the way but in my mind a young strapping <laughs> author submitting to i think it was was it ricky's backyard or was that or was it haunted no, MTL then? It was. Uh, it, I. So it it wasn't haunted MTL, but it was haunted MTL so was by Ricky's the backyard. time. Yeah, uh, but by the it got time into the publication, it got into the publication. It was haunted MTL. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That was a a little uh, short story called Dead Rights that uh, uh, has never been published anywhere else since as a matter of fact it'll probably end wow. up in a collection someday but uh but yeah uh, i was happy to have it in in haunted mtl i love that that story i thought it was funny and and uh it you was. guys it was apparently did too <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was absolutely amazing because if you ever have to get the other end of the stick with the, being a publisher you get a lot of stuff going, oh, the slush piles get like really slushy sometimes. And I saw this I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is like really good. This is amazing. <laughs> Me not Googling anyone's name at all. I'm like, boy, he's got a career going for him. If he, he can take this far. And then later on, I, I see the name pop up on Twitter. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. OK, right, 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 right. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. I thought, like, I just discovered Michael Jordan. This is awesome. Like, <laughs> oh, no, he plays for the Bulls already. Really? Five, five championships already? Really? And so, Dead Rights you was have uh, the talent. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you very much. Yeah. Dead Rights was one of those that that actually it it was kind of a rarity in in idea. You know, it was one of those things that just basically comes to you fully formed and um and yeah. you write it down and and usually my stuff doesn't work that way. It uh I'll start with a you know, a scene um an idea for a scene and then work around that for the short stories at least but uh yeah okay, dead that's rights. interesting you're saying that so this came formally formed dead rights just popped in your head yeah yeah and uh it uh i i don't know why i usually my stuff is is somewhat influenced by the news current events you know uh politics uh culture things like that and um, I don't right. remember what was going on um, when I wrote it, but but there there was some. I remember there being some kind of news influence there, and I'm like, oh, it, wouldn't it be funny, you know, if if uh, if this uh, this guy working in a university morgue studying anatomy uh fell in lust with the corpse on his table and then she uh sat up and uh called him out on it <laughs> you know see that's okay that's what brought me to it because maybe it's my generation but it was very aware of this one of my friends their father owned a, mort a mortuary and this mm -hmm. is when the the mortuary people were sleeping with the with the dead and getting caught. Oh, Apparently, I don't know who's catching them, but they're even getting caught with it. It's like the SNL skit, like we absolutely do not have sex with our cadavers. That was the whole SNL skit for a bit. So I read that. I'm like, oh my God, it's like that skit. It's like that right. skit from like, you know, the, the 90s. Like, I love it. And you're like, that's what I think the direction. I, yeah, the, the news, this must have been, oh man. Well, pre-COVID, so it go back to about five years, and then probably what between 2015 to 19 to 18ish, maybe. Yeah, 18 so probably. It's probably a lot of the scandals. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. the, the sexual, uh, the the scandals kept breaking, you know, breaking wide open. The Weinstein thing and all been. that. Weinstein, yeah, yeah, was starting to crack open. So there we there we have it. It's the I see you see something on the news or you see, it's, it's the earworm and it's think it's like, wouldn't it be funny if this happens? Right. Like, wouldn't that like the little twist, a little twist of the, the truth, the little twist of the story. And that's an amazing way of, of doing it. I have, I have heard from other authors who said they have the entire story. I'm usually one of my, the entire story in my head. Like even, even uh, unfortunately in novels and screenplay, which gets really heavy and it's, it's insane. Uh, but to that and the, the 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 scene starts like you have the scene then you write the story around the scene or you see where the scene takes you do you ever right. try to force a character in and see what like what would happen if i do this hat you know this guy gets in there i've learned uh <laughs> i've kind of learned that i can't force a character to in, into any situation <laughs> the right. character doesn't want to yes. be as soon as i start trying to to force it 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 starts to read that way you know what I mean? Yes. Um, Absolutely. If you read that. Did you learn it? How did you learn right. it? Right. How did you learn it? You try it? You try it? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've we gone back. before, yeah. Yeah. You know, you go back to, uh, well, especially in my first drafts. Um, 
because yes. even the short stories I, I, you know, rewrite and, and rewrite, um, several times, but, uh, but you can, when you read it, especially in the first draft, you can tell, Oh, I was trying to make this something that the character right. obviously didn't want it to be. So cut, you know, and, uh, or replace with, uh, with something else. That's pretty good advice. I, I think it's things that we think intrinsically we can do, and then we find out, no, 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 you can't. Like we you think, like, oh, this right. is possible. <laughs> like I can make my characters do what I want. Yeah, and the character fights back, like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's it's plot driven, not character. Got it. Plot driven. <laughs> so we we find this out. Is there anything else you did in your past as a writer that you discovered a better way of doing? Um, not necessarily a better way. There are things I've stopped doing, uh, or stopped trying to right, do. Really? Like, yeah. When I, um, when I write my novels, I, I tried originally to do outlines, um, because a, uh-huh. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people I admire were, were like outlines, outlines, you got to outline it. And once you outline it, once you have all your ideas and, and scenes and characters and everything in that outline, the writing is easy. Well, the problem is I don't have the story fully formed enough to create an outline from it. Um, like, especially, I mean, you wouldn't, I wouldn't outline a short story anyway, but, but with the novels, once I have the idea and, and I know I have kind of a sketch in my head of, of what I think is going to happen. Well, as soon as I try to outline that and think I have a good solid outline, when I start writing it, it goes somewhere else. So I, I ended up being what they, they call a seat of the pants, um, writer, you know, more so when I, when I do the long fiction, I do, instead of trying to outline from the beginning um, before the first draft, I take the first draft and I create an outline from that when it's done. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's that way, that way when I do the rewrites, I can see the holes. I can see the places where the, right. the dots don't connect. I can see things that, that, you know, started to go somewhere and never did. Um, and that way yes. I, I, in, right. In other words, I use an outline to fix more than I use it to create. I, I, I laugh because I find uh, I've getting my own novel coming out, uh, shortly. And I, I found the same things where you write it and like, this is great in your head. And you start outlining like, oh, this character appears like once for uh, three pages. Like, right. why is this person even here in this story? What? <laughs> exactly. Why is this even a thing? What, what am I doing? <laughs> so the, it's, the, it's like the uh, you're doing like a post on the, on the postmortem on the outline on the first draft and trying to outline that way. That, yeah. that's, and then do you yeah, then absolutely. Uh, pin them to scenes or how do you move things around? Um, what I usually do um, once I have that, that outline is I might move, um, a chapter here or there, you know, I might see something right. that, that I think, well, this really should have happened earlier for this character to be in this place, you know, later right. on, or, or maybe, 
you know, this character wouldn't be having these revelations yet because not enough, you know, has, has occurred to guide them to, to whatever conclusion it is they're coming to. So I might move chapters around and, and if you do that, then you, you do have to do some, some rewriting in the chapters as well to make sure you don't have any, you know, leftovers there where somebody's, somebody's reading, um, and they, it, it sounds like something just happened when it actually happened days ago now, you know? Um, right. And that, and that's the thing, especially when you start moving around. So tell me this is not fresh in your mind anymore. So you really have to be careful with right. that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's why it pays to, um, to not only do that outline for me, but also to reread and, and review multiple times and put some space in the days, uh, between those, like uh, I finish a first draft. I, I won't look at it for a week or two. Um, and then when right. I go put back to, it to do that, that yeah. right. When I go back to it to do that outline, it's all fresh, you know? Um, and then, uh, same thing after rewrites, you know, I'll, I'll go through it again. And I actually, I have a, um, um, application on my laptop that I used to, to have it read the manuscript aloud to me while I wear headphones, really? because I've also discovered that I can catch a lot of crap that way <laughs> that I don't catch by. Cause you're not gap filling. <laughs> right. Yeah. When, when, it was, when you're especially when you're reading your own work, it your mind gap fills. Yes, it just skips exactly. over stuff, and because you you wrote it, so like you know what you mean. But it, yep. that's what it's not in the paper, though. <laughs> what's on right. paper is different from what's in your head. That's the, yeah, that's I the mean, issue. You mean the reader yeah. can't see what so I'm I love thinking? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> next year, the next new yeah. that'll be horrific for me for technology now. <laughs> So when you're doing something like Housepring, and I know Housepring is the one that's your almost one year old. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Almost one year old. I remember that first came out. I remember because yeah. I saw that the, the, co- the cover of like, oh, that's a cool ass cover, man. I actually that probably cover, texted like, like oh, that's a cool cover. Yeah. <laughs> that cover has, has uh, generated a lot of eyeballs and um, a, a lot of comments and, and hopefully um, – a lot of the sales I've gotten of that, that novel. It's, uh, it, it's actually my, I, I have, um, one cover designer who's done most of the covers for my, my books. Wow. And that includes the, the short stories that I put out as singles. Um, and she and I actually usually table together at, um, at local cons, um, because she has her own, you know, art and coloring books, um, horror and fantasy themed that she sells. Um, oh, and, uh, that's amazing. She, yeah. She, uh, she just knocked it out of the park with Hellspring. It, it is my favorite of, of the cover she's done for me. I actually have a, a print of that, uh, hanging on my wall, you know, framed print. <laughs> really? Cause I, yeah, I absolutely that's, love that cover. That, that's awesome. I'm so glad you brought up your wall because one of the things I've seen, and I'm on your website right now, which is IsaacThorne.com, I-S-A-A-C-T-H-O-R-N-E.com, which if you are an author, it, 
I, I'm guilty of not doing this, but it, mine's coming. If you're an author, I strongly suggest getting your own website because it gives you that one big step towards your readers that you won't get just from doing Amazons. And this is right. something I saw on your Instagram. It was the the mailing room. I believe yes. you're, you're, you're doing like the whole mail. Yeah. And I'm looking at yeah. signed paperbacks. If you go to IsaacThorne.com, signed paperback, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is $19.99. That's correct. Right yeah. now. And I, I, if you go to Amazon, the paperback without signature, $19.99. So, yeah. what, you know, it's like it's no brainer. What would you rather do? Like get it from the author with a signature <laughs> on it or, eh, you know, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> This is a brilliant move. So what led you what led you to this? I pricing a book when you're an indie author it's always been oh. kind of a hand-wringing thing for me because <laughs> I, I you know I want some profit from it yeah. but when you're an indie um especially if you're the print stuff if you're doing print on demand it is more expensive short term to print on demand the per copy um yes uh, print cost is higher than if you you know went to your local offset printer and had them print a thousand of course then you have a thousand like a, sitting a thousand in your basement yeah. <laughs> you know you you um, have a castle you, you build cardboard box <laughs> castles out of them that's right. what we used to do my castle so, so the pricing is is always you know a little bit of a of of a hand wringing thing for me. It, but I figured if I at least if I price it the same as I sell it for retail, I can include stickers, I can include bookmarks, I can include a signature, right? And these little things that also have cost to them, but not so much cost that that it's you know completely taking away the the profit and you're not getting your profit margin yeah right and the uh the customer um gets more for their money as a result yes and i i enjoy doing that i like being able to to provide them with something that they're not going to get buying it through amazon or or barnes and noble and that's not that i'm not happy when someone buys it through you know another channel um bookshop.org, you know, indie bookshops. Uh I'm a big fan of, but but if I can give them a little something extra, um I even have I have custom packaging that I send the the physical books in that has my little really funny character on it. So yeah. Oh yeah, man. So, so we see like the includes two free evil bunny stickers. I'm like, oh I need one of these now. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I I'd, I'd buy for me it's like the book uh, I probably already have. But the bunny stickers, I do not. It's like yeah. a twenty dollars bunny stickers. I'm like, oh, it's ten dollars each. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm crazy that way. <laughs> Give me those bunny. I'll take bunny stickers all day, sir. So <laughs> I like how you're packing this up. You're you're making you're making it both a business, but not so much. It's not like like an MBA kicking in. It's it's a business because right. you want to give the reader something more. Yeah. Exactly. Am, am exactly. I making sense? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and I, I mean, if if I wanted the thing about being a, an indie as well is is if I was doing this because I wanted to 
retire from it, then that that's a fool's errand. You know, there's, there's no way that I, as an indie author without the, the vast, um, you know, pocketbook of, of a traditional publisher, I'm gonna make enough doing this in the way that I do it to, you know, quit my day job. Um, right. So that's not the reason I'm doing Now that's not saying an indie author can't, there are indie authors who have, um, but that's not me. Um, I think, you know, number one, my audience is too niche and I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm afraid if I try to make it my entire work life that the fun will leave, you know? It's the old Hunter Thompson thing. It, when a young writer's like, I want to write for a living. It's really fun. I'm like, like I give him the quote from Thompson. It's like, you, writing is a lot like sex. It's only fun for amateurs. You don't hear any old whores giggling. And, and that's like, <laughs> it's like when Absolutely. you when you make it your full-time gig, it's like it, the, the joy starts draining. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, okay. absolutely. So, I, I see. I see where you're at. I mean, this is one of the things. So I was like, "Wow, you're, he's." And by the way, for those who don't know, and it's shame on you if you don't know, not knowing, but he, Isaac Thorne could go full time. My opinion, you could go full time, and this is your old gig, and that's it because your writing spectacular, your imagery is outstanding, the pacing is wonderful, everything you want to not only teach in a writing class, but things that you can't quite teach less you know it's repetition you just kind of like have to learn it you just have to mm -hmm. learn it by master crafting it you're there you're already there well, i appreciate that and i appreciate that well i appreciate you putting out good works <laughs> it's like it's a mutual <laughs> appreciation that way oh absolutely and then not only are you there but you understand the indie game you understand what is what it's like to absolutely i i will say okay i'll ask I'm going to say, so have you thought about going to a, I, I don't want to use a traditional publishing uh, vernacular, like a, the external indie, meaning a small publisher, a small press. Um, I yeah. have considered it. I have considered it um, occasionally, but there's also a part of me that Just offload it. Yeah. And, and there are times when I desperately want to do that, especially if they're willing to take over stuff like social media, um, you know, <laughs> which I'm, I'm all over, but oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I have no idea. You're my inspiration for social media. I was like, like you got like 5.2 billion followers. How, what? <laughs> what? Uh, well, Twitter, Twitter, I was able to build pretty quickly over a couple of years years ago i yeah. uh, well x now whatever um but uh, i don't think i could do it now and and my other social media um you know they're not not paltry but they're nowhere near um the number of of twitter followers i managed to to build over that time that's one reason i'm sad to see what's happening to it because to, I, I have a yeah, feeling I'm eventually going to have to leave. Um, that was the but, I evolve my like Twitter the most as well. You used yeah. to, yeah. And it's just it's more and more painful every time I, I look yeah. at it. 
and I'll I'll have to ask because I see it on your profile. Is is your TikTok feed as painful as mine? <laughs> trying to. I have attempted like, to you curate must use TikTok, my. But I use TikTok. <laughs> I I have I attempted to curate my uh, my TikTok feed so that it is mostly uh, like cats, you know. There you um, go. Yeah, cats and dogs. There you go. And and particularly yeah. talking cats. Smart, you know. <laughs> oh man, I wish I was that smart. I wish I was that smart. I was like, I was doing old man playing basketball again. That was me. I was like, ah, <laughs> welcome to Gen X. I'm out of shape. Oh boy, that was a horrible. Yeah. What, what thing you used to be good at? You're really horrible at now, huh? <laughs> Mind breathing. <laughs> like, like that. That's like I got two videos. I think that's both of them. So we are both in the, I, yeah, I, I, I am there with you. It's the, you have to live social media and God, I know some people who are marvelous at social media and they love social media. They eat it up. I ain't one of them. And I always thought you might be because how hard you seem. you look like you're working very hard. I mean, it just, I am. you know, the, the retweets. And yeah. The, yeah. So you're doing that yeah, because you have to. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, and I I don't think I I don't think my work would have gotten um as out there as it is without right. uh Twitter in particular in the beginning. If, Facebook I'm bad at. Um I I've never really um never really become enamored of Facebook the way some folks have. I'm I'm on it rarely. Um and a lot of that is just, you know, things I'm copying from from Twitter and and just reposting yeah. there. Um, but I I never really never really found my um uh, my legs there, you know. Um Instagram I'm slightly better at. Um but uh I, I like your yeah, Instagram because I get to see the your world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, get to see the picture I, like, oh this is very visual. That's where I post now. my uh, my shipping station and my pops and <laughs> shipping. <laughs> Honestly, I saw that shipping station. I'm like, oh, that is it. That's what I yeah. have to do. I have to get off my butt, and it, it's very inspiring. So for your house spring, yeah, had a spring. You say yes. you may be doing another convention for house spring, or what kind of kind of tour are you coming from house spring? Yeah, is there's a, uh, a book. <laughs> there's a book blog tour coming up uh in october for hellspring and um the uh, the tour manager that i've uh i've been working with for a year over a year now uh on this book is just amazing in connecting uh with people and getting people to read it and and review it and and buy it even um so we're we're doing another one uh, this October. So so you'll probably, hopefully, be seeing Hellspring on some book blogs and and uh, much more on your social media feeds. <laughs> Not that well, I don't I, post you, enough about it you already, but you can always post more. And that's the thing, you are a so kind and generous to us, haunted MTL. Is like it blows me away every time, like. I'm like, is he just like really just blowing smoke in my ass right now? Or is that like, no, it's like, oh, wow, this is very kind of you. 
well, and no, I, I, I see you retweeting stuff and listening and just yeah. No, I now. love you guys. I love you guys. I know, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, but and and they've come and gone over the years, um, you know. And I don't stick with with all of them, but um, but you guys, I've I've stuck with. There are some core, you know, other podcasts that well. I've, I've stuck with, and um, I I love your microfiction that you post on uh, the microfictions. But yes, the the, the little instant tweets. You know what helps. Uh, especially for longevity of both podcasts on microfiction, Liquid IV. So if you go Liquid IV, I'm kidding. I'm not going to drop a plug in your interview. But <laughs> <laughs> Liquid IV is like the one time is a legit thing. You're not talking about Ewoks right now. It's like now you're pulling away. Yeah. But this is my point. When you are you're using social media, even though you see it as part of a job for an author, when I, I, I agree it is. You're not just pushing book, 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 book. You're also pushing other people. You're talking. You're engaging. You're watching right. the last drive-in. You're you're tweeting at this. You're you're doing the cat video. You're doing this. You're doing this photo. It's it's engaging. You're not just yeah. doing. The, it's not the echo chambers like here it is. You know, press play and let it recycle through. You yeah. are absolutely engaging with people. Yeah, and I well, I, I think, I, I that's think it's a missing step. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important it to do that and. I well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you when I first landed on on Twitter back. I, it's probably 2015, I think, was when I started my account on there. Um, one of the first people who followed me and I followed back is is a, a guy called the Bleeding Critic. Um, he wears a, a clown mask and he does you know reviews of of movies, video reviews of uh, movies and books and. One of the things that he always said um, at the end of his videos was, you know, make sure you uh, follow and like and engage, you know, with and he would promote other accounts, you know, saying like, follow, engage with this this account. It's a cool account. So so he kind of started me down this road of of keeping up engagement and and actually you know talking to people and and responding to to other people and and helping them you know become more visible as well um and and i do think it's it's important to do that otherwise you're all you're doing is promoting and and people are gonna ignore that after a time you know yeah they suss it out pretty quickly especially nowadays it's yeah it's why Influencers only go so far, right? And once the Botox wears off, it, it's <laughs> over, you know, because they didn't build. They didn't. <laughs> sounds mean, but they don't. They didn't build an honest like relationship with their followers. It was, it was a one way, you know, right? And, and yeah, this exactly. way, you build it. And I, I think we both watched the last drive, and I'm pretty sure we've, we've seen each other's tweets on that. Yeah, I, I think that's what they do really well. Like people yeah. like that do it really well. You do it amazingly well. And I, I think it goes off into why people should buy Hellspring. First of all, if you want an autograph copy, there's still some left, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's, there's the autograph. Okay. If you want an autograph copy of Hellspring, uh, I'm feeling cocky. Uh, hardback. Why not? Why not? Get the hardback <laughs> out. So I want, I want to see that sucker anyways. If you want an autograph copy of, of Hellspring, the hardback. Hardback, you can kill someone with this. 
probably don't. Please don't see your lawyer first. Uh, actually, don't see a lawyer. It's illegal to kill anyone anyways, period. Haunted <laughs> MTL, it's on us. You go tweet at us. You DM us. You X thread us. Tick, I don't even know what Facebook messaging. I don't know. Whatever it is. You make it known with your address, and we will send out one the paid to you. That's how it is. Hell Spring, the very first four people. I like number four. Kind of weird that way. You get a copy of Hell Spring, and everybody else, buy it yourself. (laughs) Buy it yourself. Go to IsaacThorne.com. I-S-A-A-C-T-H-O-R-N-E.com. Get yourself some Hell Spring. It is awesome sauce. And there's even, I'm ultra jealous. There's an Audible book. I'm so um, jealous. You have no of, idea. Not of Hellspring yet. Um, not my, yet. My, okay, so I'm not jealous of you yet. Yet. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the is other books. How's that, how's that working for you? Um, the the other books are all in audio format. Um, the narrator of the Gordon Place is uh, is actually um, hopefully going to be able to do the uh, the audio book edition of of Hellspring. Um, I wanted, I had hoped to be able to get him on it um, in time to to have them both, you know, sort of released around the same time. Unfortunately, right. he was already overwhelmed uh, with projects, so it's it's in his queue, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, will be coming soon. Did you ever think about doing one yourself? Doing the uh, reading. I, I have my, uh, I actually have my short stories, um, in audio oh, format. For the shorts, or, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're mostly narrated by me. Yeah. 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 That That's, that's always the thing. Cause authors usually can do the best inf- inflections at the same time. Yeah. If for a novel that that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's going to take some time. But that's like, <laughs> I can hear you Glenn Fondangle. Uh, you just had hire Matt Berry. There you go. I hear he can do some stuff when he's not being a vampire. Yeah. So, you know what? This has been a wonderful chat. I thank you so much for your time. We actually went over it a little bit. I, I thank you for your time. And again, if you want Hellspring, first four on us, autograph, hard copies, why not? You do some have hard copy autograph, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. First four uh, <laughs> autograph, hard copies, why not? Uh, give us a DM, slide us in, no problemo. We'll get them out to Kwani's last. But check out the site, IsaacThorn.com. Check them out on all the socials. It's actually pretty cool. We follow them. I'm going to find your TikTok now and your Pinterest. Okay. We're going to hunt your Pinterest TikToks down. That's what I'm going to do after this. Isaac, it's thank Isaac you very much for everything, sir. everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Isaac R. Thorn everywhere? That's a very long name. Isaac R. Thorn yes. everywhere? Oh, it's Isaac no, Arthorn. Everywhere was not part of it. Space everywhere. Space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's an awfully long name. <laughs> Go follow him. Uh, it's it's entertainment. It's well, well worth it, and you're gonna learn something. If if you are a horror fan, you have to follow him. If you're a writer who wants to learn a trade, follow him too. Just just follow. It. You're gonna learn. I I still learn a lot. Honestly, God, I learned a lot from you. So I want to say thank you for that, and thanks for coming and. That's it. Bye, everyone.